Right. Well, the, I think the fortunate thing is people can't tell that you're naked from the waist down on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's how I work, too. <laughs> right. Facebook t-shirt? Yes. And a smile. Giant robot smashing into other giant robots. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Giant Robots Smashing into Other Giant Robots podcast. It is our one-year anniversary, and we are in front of a live studio audience at RailsConf! Perfect. I am Ben Orenstein, and I am here today with tender love Aaron Patterson and Mr. Joe Ferris. How's it going, guys? Great. Pretty good. How are you? Wow. The energy. I mean, ama- <laughs> the energy. amazing. It's the podcast anniversary. You got to match my intro. How are you guys doing? Uh, wait, are we supposed to be excited now? <laughs> you, t- you told me not to scream. <laughs> am I supposed to- Is now the time I scream? <laughs> I'm doing great! There How are you? <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. It's, this is episode 52, one year from the start date. Wow, how does that feel? You're, you're old. It, it feels good. Yeah? Yeah. We've done, awesome. we've had, you're, this is your second time. Yes, you're it's my now. second time. It is my second time on this podcast. Yes. You're, you're in a, a rare repeat group. Whoa. Along with Joe. Joe is also a multi- so. Wow, <laughs> that's impressive. We have jackets. <laughs> yeah, he's going to tell you about the club that you're in now and where it meets and all that. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, we I've always wanted to belong to a club. Huh. Well, there you go. I don't belong to any. None? No, none. Well, except for the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society. Um, that's it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Got it. And some core teams here and there. Oh yeah, I guess there's that. <laughs> those are those are clubbish are they is that a club i don't know i feel like i mean maybe it's a club but it's like a painful club it's not one i want to think about oh no it's more exciting it's more exciting to talk about the scotch malt whiskey society there's a newsletter you get to drink uh-huh okay like, well okay okay is that what defines the a club ra- to you i'm sorry i'm sorry no no because when you're on the rails core team you also have to drink to, but that's to that's to get through the day, right? right? Sure, that's just to get through the day. That's the just Scott for the, sec- Malt- that's the Scott- security issues, <laughs> yes. purely. The Scotch Malt Whiskey Society is drinking for fun. Uh, for the necessity. other one is the other one is drinking to survive. <laughs> yes, got it. Um, did you decide on what your keynote is going to be about? Uh, how how many hours do I have left? It's tomorrow. <laughs> You're like twenty nine. Uh, yeah, I'm up to so I'm up to a hundred and sixty slides, and I haven't put any slides of cats yet. So uh, I'm not sure where we'll be tomorrow. I'm gonna talk about so tomorrow. I'm gonna talk about um, new stuff in Rails four. Actually, this is weird. None of the keynote speakers have talked about Rails four at all. It's mm. like nothing. So I'm going to do that. I'm gonna talk about Rails four. I'm gonna talk about um security yeah and i'm going to talk about like open source well, in general you have stumbled onto the right podcast because i have questions about rails 4 for you oh okay so you can get like a pre-warm-up okay we'll see how many times i can say i don't know in one podcast well, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what our current record of that is but this is the anniversary so i'm hoping we, we break some new ground here so these aren't really so much questions as topics i just i just want to hear about so maybe you can Okay. I bet you okay. can elucidate. Okay. So uh, observers got pulled out. Active record observers are no more, or they're no more in the core. Yeah, I can't. I I was looking for them, but I cannot find the observers anymore. They're difficult to observe. <laughs> <laughs> I observed what you did there. Oh. <laughs> oh man, we have a laugh track. This is beautiful. <laughs> it's usually this is usually just my jokes falling over flat, and then there's sort of silence. 
But now the, we have the punning podcast. <laughs> God. Um, yeah, I guess they did get removed. Does anybody use those? I have. Have you? Yeah. Oh, I've never used them. Really? Actually, that's not true. I have used them before, and then I regretted using them, and now I don't use them anymore. So that's kind of yeah. how I feel about callbacks. Oh, dude, <laughs> don't get me started on those. <laughs> yeah. Can we get those next on the chopping block? Uh, you know, I'd actually like to. That'd be really nice for four one, but like, I don't, I don't want to just wholesale remove them because I'd feel bad about people who like it breaks stuff for them but they should be removed i mean use super seriously yeah we got you on record there yes yes super is super (laughs) joe are you down with us let me just say that i said that five years ago at at railsconf and everybody laughed at me (laughs) (laughs) they thought i was joking oh well it is pretty funny (laughs) it's funny now you also talked about uh, dumb view templates, right? Like backbone oh. style uh, views. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, DHH inspired me with his keynote to dig up a four-year-old project I had about transforming raw HTML on the server. I don't know if you ever worked with XSLT. It was oh, like yeah. a nightmarish XML thing that everybody hated but me. <laughs> no, I want to bring that power to Ruby. <laughs> it's like XSLT and jQuery combined. So I've actually done metaprogramming with XSLT. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> so the way you we do, know everything me, about you. Let me let me explain to you the way that you do metaprogramming with XSLT. You'll appreciate this as a fellow XSLT uh, enthusiast. <laughs> There's another club for you. By the way, I, I think there are two people in that club. <laughs> that, that's we, a club. We so, also drink for survival. <laughs> so, so you know, you know that a programming language can be parsed and represented as an ASD, which is just a tree, right? XML documents are also just a tree. Yes, exactly. Which means that you can do transformations on trees with these XSLT documents. So theoretically, what one could do is translate your code into a tree of XML and then do XSLT translations on that. So basically, that's how I enterprise up my code, metaprogram, convert to XML, metaprogram with XSLT, and then that generates another XML document. And then we go back into Ruby code, eval that, and we're on our way. Is that what the asset pipeline is? Yes. (laughs) Okay. I never really understood it. Yeah, that's basically what it is. It's super enterprise. Yeah, it's just the the asset pipeline is just a series of XSLT transformations <laughs> through a series of tubes. Yes, gotcha. similar to the internet, you know. It's, you heard it here first. You have a Facebook shirt on. I do. Are you a, a supporter? Uh, I used to work there. Did you? Uh, well, I went there and worked for a day. <laughs> <laughs> okay there's another they, club yeah they, yeah. Gave, they gave me a t-shirt so. okay <laughs> so you're official enough to wear the swag yeah yeah it was interesting i went to the, i went to the facebook campus and they have a really big campus it's really nice and i went to a hackathon and they they hacked a lot but there's like a lot of techno music during the hackathon and like i can't I must be too old. Like I just can't think when there is like when they're waiting. What is it that when they're waiting for the drop? Like I just can't do that. Oh, the beat drop. The wub wub. What what is that stuff? <laughs> the kids oh, are listening to. Yeah, uh, dubstep. Yes. 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 You're just I can't do it. Can't do it. Nope. Can't do it. 
So I work there for a little bit. But oh, they have great snacks. Are there, are there certain genres of music you can't go to? Are you a music while coding person? Uh, it depends. I mean, it really depends. Like typically, when I'm programming, I listen to Barry White. Um, <laughs> True story. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> okay, maybe not. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I don't listen to Barry White. Joe's, I do listen to music. Joe's though. voice reminds me of Barry White sometimes. I I think that's a compliment. It is. Can you give me like a, ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe later. Okay. <laughs> There's an audience. It's out of the locker. Uh, so you worked at Facebook for a day. Well, okay. Maybe it was, maybe it was three days. I worked with a bunch of students. I have students. Okay. So. What are you teaching? Or what did you teach them? Um, I'm. Uh, teach is such a strong word. Uh, <laughs> what did you bludgeon them with? So, well, basically, I'm working on a program. Uh, I'm working with a bunch of students from a few different universities, uh, Stanford, Cornell, MIT, um, University of Helsinki, University of Tokyo, and University of Szechuan. I think that's all of them. I think, um, anyway, so basically a, there was a professor from Stanford who got in touch with me and said, oh, I, he's a CS professor, and he said, oh, I teach CS, but I'm afraid that we're teaching all of our students theory. We're not teaching them how to work in the real world, so I'm getting in touch with a bunch of open source people, and I want to give you students to work on stuff. Cool. And he's like, do you want students? And I was like, yeah, sure, sounds good. So you do like men- kind of Google Summer of Code yeah, thing? Yeah, it's basically, it's basically like Google Summer of Code, except that the students are doing it for credit and not for money. And I get to boss them around. Mm. How's so, it going? Um, it's going well. It's just that I have 14 students, and me divided by 14 is basically zero. <laughs> I'm an integer. This is the integer division here. <laughs> and you don't divide evenly nope. in 14? Nope, I don't, unfortunately. Gotcha. So my time is basically zero. You you come off a little bit as maybe someone who would not enjoy managing people. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's Not true. Actually, well, managing these students is really great. They're really great. They're all very smart. It's just that the main problem for me is that they get stuff done faster than I can feed them things. So mm. I'm like looking through the issues. I'm like, uh, okay, do this. And then they're like, okay, it's done. Oh, crap. <laughs> I don't know what I want you to do next. So, gotcha. but it's good. Maybe have them do some XSLT? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they're old enough for that. I mean, that's like, I get the stare. You can tell, so you can tell people who've done XSLT, they get the stare. Mm. It's the f- like 100 yards stare they're, or whatever. They're, they're shells of humans. Yeah, I like to call it the sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, down, you're down with this. You're, you're pro XSLT, aren't you? Yeah, everybody laughs like I'm kidding, but I, I loved that <laughs> language. It was so I much see, fun. I see what you did there. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> where, where, from whence the love, Joe? Why, why? Oh, it's just awesome. Like everybody likes to hate on XML now. Mm. There's a lot of cool stuff about XML. We had schemas and that hellish language to transform it into other versions, and then you could have like recursion and metaprogramming in there and namespaces. Oh yeah, those were great. 
Uh, give me some more namespaces. We need more namespaces. Can we get that in Ruby? Are we, we going to do this? We can do this proper someday. So okay. So like, I worked on an XML library, and I finally I'm reading all the XML specs, reading, reading, understanding namespaces because so many people have problems with namespaces, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, I don't know how to deal with this in my XPath, blah blah blah. And so I wrote all these tutorials about namespaces, and I finally met like the first time I met uh, Tim Bray who is basically the father of XML, right? I met him, and I was like, hey, I worked on this thing. He's like, yeah, I've used your library. And I was like, yeah, man, namespaces. And he's like, yeah. Turns out we didn't really need those. And I'm like, oh, dude. I wasted so much time reading all that stuff. Why Mm. do you tell me this? (laughs) I really enjoy in Nokogiri, there's a method called ignore namespaces. Yep. But the best part of the documentation, I don't remember exactly what it says, but it says something about, like, you should use this if you don't need or understand namespaces. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yes. That's so honest. It's true. It's true. I use that method, though, I have to admit. Mm. And I do understand namespaces. (laughs) <laughs> oh man do you have any other favorite methods favorite methods that's an open question uh yeah 42 okay I like that one accessing the reddit yep that's a good one um i can't think of any more off the top of my head uh my favorite methods are the ones that um work <laughs> it's edgy <laughs> I know that might be a controversial opinion. Is, yeah. This is RailsConf, man. Yeah, I know. You know, methods that work. Yeah. So what, um, Joe, your super favorite method has to be super, right? Uh, that's not a method. That's, but cool. Well, you know. <laughs> it looks like one. I'm happy pretending it is. We're going to edit that out so it doesn't sound like I don't know that super isn't a method. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. That'll be our podcast. This title. is my podcast. <laughs> I'm going to sound smart. <laughs> are there things, are there words that you would like me to say so that you can slice and dice them and put yes. them together? Okay. Go ahead. No, no, no. What were, are I'm, there I'm words? Not... Uh, okay. Shout it, though. Uh, asset pipeline. Um, oh, turbo links. <laughs> um i can't think of anything else yeah nothing yeah, Re- no. recursion uh recursion more excited recursion confused confused no 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 <laughs> that was a direct that was an artistic direction <laughs> i want recursion as if ah <laughs> uh, oh recursion <laughs> offended offended no <laughs> Am you're, I doing it wrong? You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Trolling. I don't know. I don't know radio. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Wait, is I this can radio? write this out in a tree for you, maybe. Then where you can am I? <laughs> oh God, Aaron doesn't know where he is again. Get off my lawn. <laughs> Where's your handler? Doesn't somebody come and usually take you to the next keynote you need to be at? <laughs> no, no. Put you in front of a keyboard so you stop crying. Uh, Yehuda is at the booth. <laughs> Uh, we should have brought him uh i see you're playing with some scheme these days i am yes i'm scheming yeah what you doing (laughs) it's like yaml parsers or something uh yeah that's mainly for practice i'm scheming i'm i'm planning lots of schemes um for fun basically Mm. what is what is the practice what are you trying to get better at 
just, I guess, functional programming in general, basically. Mm. Um, also, so I found this scheme. It's called Chicken Scheme, and you should check it out. It's really awesome, and I'll tell you why I like it. Mm. Um, I like it because it is a practical scheme. So one of the things I do, like compared with say Racket, is when you do like let's say you divide two numbers, Racket will give you Racket won't actually calculate a floating point value for you. It gives you like a promise, like okay, I'll calculate this later. Mm-hmm. Where chicken schemes, like hey, we're a C-based scheme, boom, you get a float. It's not accurate. Deal with it, and then the sunglasses <laughs> drop down. <laughs> Functional sunglasses. Yeah, it's like nope. Deal with it. Float. Uh. Boom. Um, so, so I like that, and it's it's also very fast. Hmm. So that's another thing I didn't like about programming scheme with Racket is it's not the quickest. Um, and then also it's since it's C based, writing C extensions is very easy for it. And then also the community is really nice. I can pop into IRC and ask the most ridiculous, stupid questions, and they're like, "Okay, we'll help you out with that." Hmm. Like one the other day, one guy's like, "Well, I was like, how do I refactor this?" And one guy's like, "Oh, you should just use a macro." And I'm like, "Well, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> Pretend for a minute <laughs> yeah, that I didn't know what macros were." <laughs> yes, exactly. And they're like, "Oh, okay, we can help you with that." So they taught me how to do all that stuff. So it's like it's a very nice community. Oh, and everything is pun based. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> and that's one of my favorite things in the world. I puns. was with you until this moment. Okay, so so chicken scheme, right? It's chicken scheme, and they have things that are similar to gems, except that they are eggs, right? <laughs> so you install Wrong. eggs. Wrong. You install eggs. Do you upvote pun threads on Reddit? Oh yeah, God. <laughs> I I learned how to program just so I could make a bot that downvoted everybody in the Reddit <laughs> pun thread. <laughs> And everything they ever submitted. Wow, that must be some amazing technology to the text puns. <laughs> <laughs> it uses Nokogiri. Ah, sweet. Yeah. So they also have. Oh, they have a. They have a. Um, so whenever you run the test or package your egg, you use a tool called Salmonella. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these are some. These are some quality puns here. Like, yep. It's good stuff. <laughs> Those are as good as puns get, which is not very good. This is like the opposite experience I've been having with LaTeX. I've been learning a lot of LaTeX lately because uh, we're yeah. writing a book, and every once in a while somebody's like, do you think you could put like a gray background on that? And I'm like, I, I really don't know. I don't know <laughs> if that's even possible. And if you ask a question there, they're like, you're an idiot and know nothing about typesetting. Why don't you get a degree first? <laughs> and then when you find the library names, like if you're looking for a library about color, it's probably called color. <laughs> <laughs> they're literal people in the LaTeX world. Yeah. They refer you to Donald Newth frequently. Like, ah, we can't solve that. You need to go talk to the man. Talk to the Donald. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, Scheme is good. I like it better than LaTeX. What made you, what uh, got you interested in learning or practicing your functional chops? Uh, mainly, well, I just do it for fun. Like, mainly to take a break from, take a break from real life. Like, um, I don't know, like, Programming is my hobby. I love programming just for fun, and um, I wanted to take a break from doing Ruby in my spare time. So I wanted to do like it's kind of tough. You do Ruby all day, and then you also do it in your spare time. And I'm like, well, you know, I should probably take a break from this and like look at some other look at some other things. And so I just picked Scheme. I went. I mean, I went through SICP mm-hmm. and did all the exercises there, and that was pretty. 
interesting, but all not the exercises, then? all of the exercises. Wow. Yes. I did all of them, including writing a meta, meta circular interpreter. Wow. And it totally sucked, but I did it. <laughs> and now you can say you've done it. Yeah. Yeah. I can did say you... that I've done it. It's not very useful. But was it, was the exercise in general of going through those exercises good? The exercise of exercises. Um, my biceps are the same size. Oh, bummer. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, you don't build up very many muscles doing those exercises. Yeah, I don't know. My fingers are doing pretty good. Okay, you know, I can type well. Good, but <laughs> you just love them puns. Yes, I. You do. won't get off that thread. <laughs> Downvoted. Nope. I'll keep tugging that thread. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> I hear Rails Four is thread safe. <laughs> <laughs> But is it pun thread safe? Oh, God. <laughs> Nothing is safe for me in a pun thread. <laughs> yes, Rails 4 is thread safe. Yeah, that's exciting. Were you involved in that? Is that... <clears throat> uh, yeah, I mean, I was involved in it for... I don't know what that means. I guess it depends on what you mean by involved in that. I fixed the bugs. Okay. Sure. I really. Well, the thing is, like, okay, this seems crazy to me. Like, why would you have... Why... <laughs> <laughs> why, would you have a, why would you have a thread safe mode okay let's just think about that for a minute why would there be a mode where your code is thread safe versus not thread safe like why would you enable the other way you yeah mean? why would you why why wouldn't you just always make it thread safe like it doesn't make sense it's like okay no i want to run into problems no <laughs> concurrency issues that's how sign me up <laughs> So, it, like, as far as I'm concerned, like, if you had, if you were, like, if you didn't have ThreadSafe enabled, any concurrency issues were a bug. So, if you ran into concurrency issues, it's a bug. So, as far as involvement in thread safety is concerned, I fixed bugs. Mm. So, that is what I did. There was no, like, especially once I determined and could prove that um, being thread safe versus not thread safe, there was no performance difference. Mm. Um then it was like, okay, time to remove this stupid thing. Hmm. Let's get rid of it. So, yeah, maybe I can do that with callbacks. Oh, that'd be that's a dream. Yeah, I'd love to get rid of those callbacks. Do you use callbacks? Um, I have kind of stopped. Do you use callbacks? I use them for persistence-related things, just because when I try to use super, it doesn't tend to turn out that super. Uh, if you So if you try to use super and it doesn't turn out super, then you should file a bug. I might consider doing that. Seriously, like that's so the key to getting rid of these the the key to getting rid of these callbacks is for us to make sure that super works right. And right. then and then we can be like, okay, no, just use super, do it right. And then you can delete we can delete all these callbacks. Right. Well, I think the tricky part is that the interface was designed in the era of callbacks when we all thought it was a good idea. Well, they're all async like node. <laughs> <laughs> that would be splendid. But <laughs> <laughs> we actually had node in active record before node existed Whoa. you just didn't know it. yeah callbacks man callbacks, callbacks. So they are yeah. promises yep but the <laughs> i think the issue is that all the different methods for updating things like update attributes there's no like single place to override because if you subclass active record as kids do then you just inherit like four thousand methods mm-hmm. and many of them save so if you want to be like anytime somebody saves this record I want to, you know, do something else, some other fun persistent side effect with a cache or nifty trinkets. And um, 
you can't just override save, right? Like there are a bunch of other ways to do that. And some of them call save and some of them don't. And then there's that weird like transaction soup that goes on with modules and mix-ins. So I mostly just confused myself with the debugger when I tried to override methods from Active Record. I have no I'm confused now. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I just got lost in some callbacks. You're not you're not under attack. Oh this no, is a safe no. Place. <laughs> Oh, thank you, thank you. I'll just sprinkle some JavaScript on that. <laughs> Single page apps. Is anybody going to get that reference? Like when this thing comes out, um, is that going to make sense? It's a RailsConf joke. You had to be here. That's okay. <laughs> sprinkle can, some JavaScript. We can set this as a podcast dependency, <laughs> and you'll have to attend RailsConf before you can listen to it. Make okay. Just watch Yehuda's talk. And then rewind this a little ways and replay. Yeah. And you'll get it. There it is. It'll be hilarious. Trust me. <laughs> It'll be okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think up some puns quickly. So, so you don't, do, you, do you have an answer for Joe? Are you going to solve, solve his super problem? <laughs> that would be super. I think we've reached our quota for that particular pun. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Crap. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. Yes. File a bug. We want to fix it. I want to get rid of callbacks. Okay. Hopefully. There it is. Call to action from the man. Yes. Yes. It's actually crazy. If you go through and read this code, so there's, okay. So if you read how these callbacks get defined, there are uh, conditionals which define conditionals dynamically. So we totally have a yo dog situation going on where it's like... (laughs) Yo, dog, I heard you like conditionals, so I'm going to put conditionals in your conditionals so that you can, I have no idea, call back when you call back, something like that. I don't know. It's terrible. You go look at this generated code, and you're like, where did all these conditionals come from? Why are they dynamic? And then you go track it back. Oh, oh, those conditionals are based on other conditionals. Oh, no. I don't even know what's going on. So, yeah, please, just, uh, we got to get rid of those. I actually think it would help with performance, too performance and memory consumption hmm. for sure hmm. every think- every time we eval that code we consume more memory and it sucks hmm. i think my favorite piece of metaprogramming in rails is in the router because it like i think it's justified or at least i don't know of a better way to do it but it sort of like redefines the methods as they're used at least in development mode Mm, yeah. So like a method will be there and then you find the definition and then you realize it's not getting called and that's because that method actually has a side effect of redefining itself. Yeah. Oof, raise, your hand if, raise your hand if you wrote the router. <laughs> no. Didn't you? You rewrote it at least once. No. <laughs> I think that no, was no, you. No, 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 no. You're talking about the helpers. I wrote the... So I wrote the part that actually takes... Or I, I rewrote the part that actually takes the um, URL string and figures out what controller to go to. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but there's a different API on top of that that is also that is also the router <laughs> that <laughs> defines all of the helpers and whatnot, which which display the links in the page. So we have so we have a router and then a router on top of the router. I wrote the sub router, <laughs> and I'm trying to get rid of like I'm trying to fix the super router, which Uh-oh. is the one you're I talking get it. about. This is a Russian doll router. Yes, it's a Russian doll router. <laughs> Got it. Yes, that's Agreed. Rails five, right? Yes, Russian doll routing. Awesome. Yes, actually, it's pretty exciting now that we've solved. So now that we've solved caching, I'm really excited to announce 
that we have also solved the halting problem. And in Rails <laughs> 4.0, there will be a halting question mark method. You can pass some code to that. It will tell you whether or not that code halts. It's wow. pretty amazing. Yeah, the, like we're making extremely good progress in the field of computer science, like breaking barriers. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. I mean, just some great work going on here. It's exciting. <laughs> so you're not you're not totally sold on the the complete obliteration of the caching issue. <laughs> no, no, you're under no. oath. May I remind you? <laughs> no, under I'm oath not, and not. being recorded. <laughs> I'm not. No, I mean, I, it's great. The caching is not solved. It's definitely not solved. But the stuff, like, uh, I guess, I mean, so it's kind of weird that it's called Russian doll caching. I think, like, whenever we have these, whenever these new features, we get new features added into Rails, and they have, like, these names, like, Russian doll caching. And it sounds fancy, but it's much fancier than it actually is. It's just a, all it is is a composite cache key. It's literally just a cache key that's composite, and the cache key knows how it was built. Mm -hmm. So all you have to do is say, like, oh, if any of this, if anything in this chain of composition is changed, then we just recalculate that, recalculate that cache key. Where Russian doll name came from, I don't know. Like, I think there's a marketing department. Yeah. Yeah. Marketing helps. Yep. There's a marketing department that I don't have, so. None of my features have cool names. So to you, it's more like the USSR doll yeah. caching, <laughs> sort of. Uh, if it yeah. were if it were up to know. me, if it were up to me, it would be called composite keys, composite key with dependency caching, and that would not sound awesome. Yeah, you wouldn't give it like a, a chicken pun. Ooh. No, it's not scheme. So no, no I can't no do fun that. To be had. No, if give I was in scheme, I'd do it. I'd do it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So what are you up to? I'm hanging. This is my yeah. sixth podcast of the the conference. Sixth podcast of the conference. Of the conference. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, we've been doing two a day since we got here. You're That's you're brutal. the last one. Oh, wow. And our anniversary. Anniversary. Yeah. So. So tell me about what are the highlights of this podcast over the years? Are you gonna have like? Oh, so man. are you gonna have like a, a? We need to play some music that's like you know sounds like retrospective. Kind <laughs> yes, of thing. exactly. Are you gonna have like the best parts? Da, of each, da, you know. Da, da, remember when we yes. had that guy. And then you have to do like the Oscars where they like honor the people that died. Oh yeah. And then all the different moments in all the different moments in podcasting through the years. Uh-huh. We, Sounds like a big production. It does. We don't we're pretty we're not into that. Oh, well I mean I you look really fancy in your tuxedo. Like <laughs> I didn't know like I didn't know I was supposed to dress up for this thing. Yeah. Nobody told me it was the one year anniversary. I would have dressed up. Right. Well I, the, I think the fortunate thing is people can't tell that you're naked from the waist down on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's how I work too. <laughs> right. Facebook t shirt. Yes. And a smile. <laughs> it was actually kinda hard for me when I was working at Facebook. Because <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have the t shirt yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're just getting started. Yeah, I just I showed up naked. They weren't they weren't super happy about that. I was running through the campus yelling Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah, well, and they're like ah uh, Rubyists. Yeah, actually, when I was at the okay, you won't appreciate this, but I don't care. I'm going to say it anyway. Tell me your pun joke. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so I'm working at I'm working at Facebook, right? And the NBD. yep the Facebook the Facebook people they had Facebook people there giving us a tour, and I was like I asked the Facebook people I'm like so where is the Facebook where is the book wow and they're like 
I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, man. And I tried it with like 10 different people. Nobody got it. It was terrible. Terrible. I'm, so that's, that's surprising that joke didn't go over better. I <laughs> <laughs> can tell the audience here really liked it. <laughs> just, they Facebook. Just, they Actually, they gave me a moleskin that said Facebook on it. So that's my Facebook. Moleskin or moleskina? I don't know. Yeah. Is it moleskin? I thought it was moleskin. It's made from the skin of moles, right? It's not. <laughs> Why would they call it a moleskin then? Because they don't. They call it moleskina. Really? I don't know. I have this in my head. And I don't know if this is just complete fabrication, but every time I see that that word, I'm like, is that? Is well, M O. So, so I remember my phonics from school. Well, the E makes the O long. Mole skin. Oh, now you're googling it. The this isn't fair. This isn't fair. You Wi-Fi. can't do that. We can't. Anyway, it's it's not important. Yeah, but so, that's cool. So where are you staying? Crown Plaza. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty fancy. It is a very oh. suggestive elevator. It does. The elevator talks. Oh, that's true. The voice. That the it voice uses in the elevator is uh, not appropriate. Lobby. It's just like second floor. Yeah. Mm. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Going down. <laughs> uh, so I prepped all these like serious questions I'm, st- I'm staying at a so i'm staying at a french boutique hotel oh yeah the double trail mm. you may have heard of this oh, it's great <laughs> it's great great place. oh the double <laughs> no i oh <laughs> nice you know i'm re- like i'm basically i'm basically reusing all my puns that i'm gonna do at my talk so oh I'm glad this is getting published after That's my right. talk. Yeah, you have a window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> an embargo date. <laughs> Perfect. So what, what are your serious questions? Let's get serious. You know, I was, yeah, I have these serious questions, but they, they, feel, <clears throat> they feel out of place now. Let's get serious. Do it. All right. Um, yeah? Yeah. Have I'm you down. struggled with burnout? Uh, yeah. Yep, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to talk about this in my keynote a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I've I struggle with burnout for sure. Uh, releasing Rails sucks. So um, it's basically because like something will break, and then like you're the guy that released it, so you're the guy we get to complain to when something breaks. And then also you have stuff like when security issues come in, you're like, oh my god, I gotta fix that. And then you also get to be um, the bearer of bad news, and that's not very fun. Mm. So, like, I get to send out an email. It's like, hey, guys, you're going to laugh when you hear this. <laughs> Trust me, you're going to laugh. Just believe me. Now, now there's this bug. There's this bug. And it lets people run any code they want to on your web server. <laughs> no, no, I know. I know. It's funny. It's funny. No, no, no. I know. I know. I know. So you have to send out, you have to send out emails like that. And, I mean, that, that is not not super fun yeah you seem to take a a lot of uh personal responsibility on for that stuff yeah i think i do i mean like it's i think it's because i i don't know the reason i like to work on rails is because um i like to so i want to have a job where i can help as many people as possible right and like i'm good at programming so um 
as far as I can tell, like this is the best way that I can help as many people as possible is work on work on a popular open source project that people can use and people can benefit from. Mm. So, like that's basically what motivates me to keep to keep working on it. Is I know like even though there's this crappy stuff or even though people complain, like the number of people who I'm actually helping with this, you know, doing this stuff is far greater than the people who are complaining. So it's like it's fine. Mm. I mean, I use that to yeah. mentally like make sure I don't, you know kill myself or something yeah (laughs) also i have a really good team that i can swear a lot in front of and they don't get like that mad at me (laughs) you should see it so you should see the campfire transcripts it's like ah ah this sucks it sucks it sucks it sucks ah who did this ah and then and then a few minutes later oh it was me (laughs) Uh, sorry guys (laughs) and fortunately everybody's pretty patient with me They're like, I think they know. Just wait, wait about like, wait like ten minutes. Wait about ten minutes, and then there will be the message. Oh, it's my fault. Sorry, everybody. And they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was your fault. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So that helps. Yeah, your worst code is the stuff that like you wrote yourself about a year ago. Yep. So, oh yeah. That was the painful stuff. Yeah, it is for sure. Hmm. We've been talking a lot. Um, this week, my theme, if anything, has been sort of uh, this idea of imposter syndrome. Are you familiar with this idea? Oh, yes. Um, affect you? Oh, Experienced absolutely. Experienced it personally? Definitely. I, I remember watching your first uh, play-by-play that you put out, and I remember you, like, there's a point where you forget something, and you're like, I'm sorry, I have to go look at the code for this. Like, I don't remember how this is. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, of course, that's what every, I mean, everybody goes and looks up things. Everyone, like, you know, forgets the API and has to check a reference. But, like, I could just kind of see it in your, in your head that, like, you thought that people should just know how to do that. Or, like, maybe other people don't have this thing. No, no. It's, like, I guess basically the reason I did that, or, I mean, <sighs> the reason I was kind of embarrassed about that is I'm on the freaking Rails core team. I probably ought to know, like, I probably ought to know most of the APIs, <laughs> but I can't, like, I just can't keep that much stuff in my head. Yeah. I'm, my attention span is incredibly short. Um, I'm surprised I've been able to hold a conversation this long. <laughs> 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 um but yeah i have to i have to look all that stuff up and i definitely get imposter syndrome especially working doing security stuff because i'm not a security person mm-hmm. i don't think about like i don't think about this stuff i have no idea i don't like it's difficult i don't hack people's websites i have no idea <laughs> like why would i think about this stuff mm-hmm. so yeah it's kind of weird uh i don't know it's i get it I do get that, but I think everybody does. So, you know, so you just deal with it and keep, keep going. Yeah. Keep going. I mean, everybody gets that, everybody gets that feeling and you just, I mean, you just keep going. So Mm -hmm. it's just a phobia. I think. Are you a little uncomfortable with your level of sort of Ruby notoriety and fame? Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not uncomfortable with it. I'm not uncomfortable with it, but it really helps to just be um, honest with people in order to in order to deal with it. Like, because um, like I'm really bad at remembering people's names. It's really terrible, and so I and I feel insanely embarrassed. Like I feel insanely embarrassed when I don't remember somebody's name. And I always have to just be like, I'm I'm not good at names. Please tell me your name again. And most people are pretty understanding about that because I think it happens with everybody. Like totally. 
you forget people's names, but I do my best. Like I do my best to remember. Like I do mental exercises, like repeat people's names, like yeah. do it. Cause it's important to me. Like I've considered writing something that just helps me remember people's names. That I meet at conferences. I, I have this exact idea. same problem. Well, you meet, you meet so many people, you meet tons of totally. awesome people, you meet tons of awesome people and you want to run into them again and keep in touch with them. So like, it's, it's really important to remember this stuff. Right. But I mean, I meet a lot of people, so it's it gets hard. So mm-hmm. an app like that would be awesome, right? Okay. Actually, you know, okay, I have a good suggestion for doing this. This is one of my tricks. Can't wait. I'm going to share a trick. Um, what you do is you take a picture with the person, mm-hmm. and you ask them for their Twitter name. So you do a, and then you tweet it with the Ruby Friends hashtag. So then, That's right. I remember this. Yes, this and then you'll meme. be able to remember that in your Twitter stream, and when you look at the Ruby Friends website, and you will, you will, it'll help you remember the person's name. So mm. That's one of my tricks. Gotcha. Okay. What if everybody had cards, and you could put your name on your card, and when you met somebody, you could trade them? <laughs> I've heard of this. Isn't this <laughs> that would never work? This is called Pokemon, right? Right. <laughs> Magic the Gathering, I think. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. yes, Magic the Gathering. Yes. Actually, they do, this, mean, they do this in Japan, you know. Trade, sure. Trade Pokemon cards? Yes. <laughs> yes. Big time. I mean, that's, that's fine and all, but, like, you know, it's the, it's the they walk up to you into a, in a hallway seven months later, like, oh, I met you at Ruby Nation. You're like, oh, God. Yeah. D- yep. What did I do? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, okay, so my boss. Okay. Um I worked at a company. My first programming job was at um, was at a car dealership. Is called I don't know if I should say the name. Um, it's an interesting name. We'll beep it out. It's called. I used to work there. Yeah. Um, and that was so. That was my first programming job, and I was a Perl programmer. And then I quit that job and moved to Washington. And many, you know, fast forward, like, so somebody took my job there. Fast forward many years later, I'm a Ruby programmer. Uh, I'm giving a talk at some conference. And uh, this guy comes up to me and he says, he says, hey, did you used to work at And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, how did you know? Because I don't tell anybody. Like, I don't tell anybody this. I'm like, how did you know? And he's like, I took over your job. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. I I just want to say hi. And actually, he's my boss now. So, Oh, no way. Yep. Oh, yes, wow. He is now my boss. So, huh. It's funny how things like so that happen. So he leapfrogged ahead of you? Yes, he did. Oh, man. What a jerk. Well, he's hired he's hired me to be an open source programmer full time, so okay, I can't so say that. Fine. I, yeah, <laughs> I thought you were going to say you needed an app for this, and I was like, "There's no app for going back and fixing up the old work you did that you're embarrassed by." Oh no! I thought we were still oh, on a thread. Man. But wouldn't that be nice? <sighs> yeah, just some sort of gem cleanup, which erases all traces of you having been on the yeah, project. Yeah, man, I'm a terrible programmer. Seriously, like. How is that imposter syndrome going over there? No, no, this is not impo- This is a proven fact. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's no imposter syndrome going on here. This is known. <laughs> okay, it is known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You seemed a lot uh, calmer when you were recording your second play by play with Corey. Yeah, it's easier to yeah. do. It's easier to pair program. Sure. 
So I was pair programming with Corey, and actually it may have helped. I, maybe I was calmer since I had only had about three hours of sleep. I ju- it was the day, like, we had just arrived in Australia. We were going to um, RubyConf Australia, and we literally just arrived that day. Mm. And Jeffrey's like, hey, let's do a play-by-play. And we're like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then we did it. And actually, I wasn't. I don't think I felt very calm, because the way we had it set up was... Um, it was two laptops next to each other, so Corey had his. His was the master laptop, and mine was actually VNC the over to his. Mm-hmm. So, of course, everything's oh, freaking right. laggy. Yeah, you kept... Like, everything's laggy, everything's laggy, and then um, his, like, Vim setup was different than mine, right. and I kept, like... You kept hitting Control-Z. Yeah, well, I kept assuming... So, when I'm in a foreign land, we'll call that, mm-hmm. a foreign environment... I immediately assume, for some reason, that Vim is in the terminal. Right. Because it's on this... I'm on. A, I'm like, I'm on a remote system. I think that's what my brain does. It's like, I'm on a remote system. This has to be in a terminal. Control-Z. Control-Z. No, it doesn't work. Laps it doesn't work that way. Yeah. So That's a bummer. Yeah. That was fun, though. I like pair programming. My favorite thing was your contributions of... You would get some... You'd, uh, five minutes would go by, and you would get something done. You'd go, oh, my God, commit! Oh, please commit. Please commit yes. right now. It makes me insanely nervous when something's not committed. Like, yeah, especially it was when obvious. the tests are passing, I'm like, look, we got to commit this. <laughs> look, I, dude. And your, your argument was like, I'm going to get in there and mess it up, and I will find a way to delete all of it. Yes. And Absolutely. Well, I'm on, somebody else's, I'm on somebody else's computer. I know I'm going to hit, like, I don't know, like something. V- Vim is just, like that, though. You accidentally typo, and then suddenly everything's gone, and it's replaced with something you wrote last week. It's like, what? How did this happen? My favorite is Vim with caps lock on. Yes. If you're on, you go on somebody's machine, they actually have caps lock set to caps lock. Yes. That's exactly what I was going to mention, is I remap, so my caps lock is control. I just remap caps lock to control, and then I'm like on somebody else's machine, and I hit it, and it's like, whoa, what's going on here? Ah, that light is on. Mm. <laughs> ah, crap. Undo. That would be such a good like trolling thing to write a little script that turns on caps lock for one second per minute <laughs> at random intervals. So that, I was, That'd be brutal. So I was working with a guy. All right. I, uh, I worked with a guy who he started using Vim. I got him to start using Vim, and he's using it, using it, and I'm like, dude, you need to stop using the arrow keys. He kept, he's like, no, I'm using the arrow keys. He kept using the arrow keys. I'm like, you need to stop using it, and he wouldn't stop. And I quit that job. Because of that? No, not because <laughs> of that. But um, maybe like a day, before I, a day before I was leaving, he was away from his computer, so I changed his VimRC so that when he hit the arrow keys, it would rickroll him. <laughs> and, but the best part was the best part was that he didn't quit his vim so he wouldn't quit vim so that was fine like you know he didn't quit vim and he he didn't quit vim for a week until after i left so he didn't reload his vim rc right so it was like this time bomb time bomb trolling <laughs> on his machine like maybe a week later or so i'd actually forgotten that i did it a week later he so he's like you got me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, I remember what I did. It's amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. I think he still uses the arrow keys, though. Mm. We have, I think in the thoughtbot.files, this is, at least used to be true. I'm not sure if it still is true. There's remapping of all the arrow keys to, like, use J, use K, <laughs> use L. And the comment of that section is, get off my lawn. <laughs> That, that I think that was you. That's a, I think that's a Jay Ferris original. <laughs> you need to make it so you need to make it so it'll do like you can use it. It's just slower. 
<laughs> so you hit down, like you hit down, but and it takes like sleep like, one and then move and then move. Yeah, exactly. That's actually somebody asked me for advice on how to get faster at Vim, and I told them turn your key repeat way down mm-hmm. because then when you hold up, you'll be like, oh, this sucks. I have to find a better way to move. How do you? So how do you guys move up and down? Like, what do you do? Uh, well, well, well. Uh, uh, Joe has recently converted me to relative number which I'm sort of all about now. Relative number? What's that? Tell me about it that. It means that wherever your cursor is, is line zero. Okay. And it counts up from there in both directions. Oh. So if I want to go, I can see, like, here, I can see if I want to go up to, like, 12 lines above here, I can mm-hmm. type 12J okay. and jump right there. So you, you, you both have line numbers turned on in your Vim, oh, yeah. your Vim setup? Oh, God, okay. yeah. I never do that. I don't yeah. have line numbers on that's, at all. That's it, the way to be. It's useful with relative number. Just having the line numbers is like line 40 cool. Like that's well, even that. Information, even that you could type 40 capital G and that would go to line 40, which is okay. handy too. Yeah, I don't, but, well, I don't like, I didn't like the line numbers turned on because I'm like, oh, I don't want to look, but relative, that sounds really nice. It's great. I would do that. It also makes the grammar of Vim more obvious. Or it's like, it makes it easier to operate on big blocks of text without selecting it first in like mm-hmm. visual mode, which is, is really handy. Well, I always do, like, I'll always do stuff like, you know, 4J or whatever, like the number, but I, I have to like, basically I'll quickly estimate in my mind how many, how many lines down that is. I'm like, that's about, I think that's about a four, <laughs> like 4J, go, like, oh, if I want to, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get rails. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. This is actually this is actually how I end up deleting everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Estimation. Yes, yes. I'm, uh, it's sad, but that's exactly what I do. I'm estimating the number of lines, or I'll use um, what is it, uppercase um, L or M. Yep. Uh, to move to, to you jump. to. Yep, yeah, those are handy too. Yeah. Yep. I do a lot of searching, and then I do a lot of that, like H A L M, mm. and. And now relative number, I do, like, count with J and K. So one thing that annoys me when I'm using Vim is when you do, like, and my Emacs friends make fun of me for this, is uh, when, you're, when you're doing stuff in the, what is that called at the bottom, the command line thing? Yeah, we'll say Is that, that the command, command line? Command, command mode. Command mode. When you're typing stuff in there and you want to edit it, it's typically Emacs keys. So if you're doing like yeah. colon s slash some 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 and you like oh I need to go back to the beginning of that you hit control w tell them those are read line keys and not emacs keys ah uh, there is a trick to that if you're in me. if you're in command mode and you want to do vi keys to edit it mm-hmm. you hit control f and then you get in this special buffer where you have all your command history but you can like edit it with vi keys and press enter on any line oh really control f yeah and control so that, f. that's the okay. same thing that opens up if you hit q colon I've seen that, and I was like, what is this crap? That's exactly for that. So it's your command history that you can edit as a normal Vim buffer. So it's like, oh, I mistyped that that file name, and I want to edit something different. So Q colon, pops back open, there's your history, and you can use you know, Vim's full power to edit that old command. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen that. I'm like, I kind of recognize this. Is this the government spying on my, <laughs> on my commands in Vim? Well, oh, that's, God. That's what I'm like, quit, quit, quit. If you try to do colon Q to quit, but you do it backwards, yeah. that's where you go. That's, that was my very first experience with Vim, is somebody sent my editor to that on the machine I was SSHing into. And so I opened up Vim, and I was like, oh, God, what is this? And I hit Control-C, and it says, it, like, prints on the screen, like, type colon Q right. to quit. which so is the most like, awesome. Okay, F-use. so I tried to type colon Q and messed it up, and hit Q colon, and I got that little window, and I was just like, no, unplug. So my my first experience with Vim was how do I type? <laughs> <laughs> 
know, like, what do I do? What do I do? It doesn't work. And then, so, and then someone was like, I'm reading online. Oh, use Emacs. So I did. I actually used Emacs first. I used Emacs for about two days until the rest of my coworkers were like, no, mm-hmm. you don't use Emacs. Also does not let you quit with Control-C. This, yeah. is, this is like one of those awesome passive-aggressive programmer things, which is like, you know, I typed Control-C, and what you have done is told me, no, <laughs> type colon quit, Vim, and it says, type colon quit enter to exit Vim. It's like, you, know, you knew I wanted to exit because yep. you're giving me the way to exit, only you wouldn't do you it wouldn't for do me. It, yeah. You made me type this. Emacs has the exact same thing, which is, if you try to exit and it says do you want you have unsaved files do you want to exit anyway and you type y and it responds type yes or no (laughs) and it's like go yourself emacs yeah (laughs) yes i think so so uh python does the same thing when you're in the repl if you try to quit from that it's like no control d Mm. don't ask me how i know that um (laughs) have you seen uh heroku console yes absolutely i thought that <laughs> perfect was perfect response yep that's exactly how i feel that's how we all feel yeah it is why why would you give why would you give an error message you know what i want to do exactly you know it you know just do it mm-hmm. i don't know why they do that i wish i had a, a rails or a ruby thing i could pull out that does the same thing but oh i'll any... tell it well yeah, actually, we don't we don't have anything like that but one thing that does annoy me is um how we have like when do you use rails and when do you use rake that kills me. I never remember that. I always screw it up. You know what I should do is I'm going to take all the rake commands and put them into the Rails one and then say I'll output an error message saying like hey this is Clippy. I see that you're trying to run <laughs> I see that you're trying to run a rake command. Mm. As long as we're ranting about rake commands, when you do rake dash capital T mm-hmm. and it lists some of the commands, that's kind of awesome. Yeah. It's like, we used to tell you all the commands, and then we deleted some of the command descriptions, so now you only get some of them. So yeah. they're like hidden secret rate commands. That's true. You mean in Rails? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Uh, it's because um, somebody did not like the aesthetic. Yeah, I, I remember seeing the commit from that somebody. Yeah. I, yeah. They did not like the aesthetic of giving you the information that you might need to do your job. So, yeah. so go you know. Google. Yep. <laughs> or source dive. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> Oh, Mikasa. Yes. <laughs> That's what happened. When you can, when, as soon as the enter is hit on that commit, oh, Mikasa! <laughs> there must be an emoji for this. I think it's a middle finger. <laughs> Uh, yes, that's exactly what happens. Yes. Yep. All right. Uh, Maybe someday all we will know all our Rails commands, our rate commands. Maybe they'll be one and the same. I don't know. I really don't know. It would be nice, wouldn't it? It would be good. Yeah. Actually, I think it's it's really good. It's good for people who like trivia. So you know, I'm sure you've met these people. I know mm-hmm. you've met these people. Sure. They're like, well, actually. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's this command, and you're like, I'm. So, you know what I meant? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, like Heroku console, exactly. Yeah, you know it's Heroku console. Come on, come on. You know it is. Nah, put run in there, or it'll, it'll make us feel better. Heroku dash dash help. All <laughs> oh, right. That Did says, you mean Heroku dash help <laughs> or no. dash h? It says we don't know that command. Run Heroku help for help. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> awesome. Wait, you read things? <laughs> Let me tell you, ain't nobody got time for that. That's right. You got bronchitis. Yeah, reading. Come on. <laughs> All right. I think we should quit while we're hilarious. <laughs> we quit while we're in we should, we should quit before we run out of things to troll other people with <laughs> quit before we say something useful <laughs> there you go i almost got to a question that people might you know gain something from and i'm worried about that well i mean this uh, this is important about the one year anniversary of this podcast you can't teach anybody anything that's right come on this needs to be the one year anniversary purely <laughs> a look back a, a useless retrospective yes, yes purely a waste of time Excellent. And but a hilarious one fil- that is pun-filled. And that's why we went to Aaron Patterson. <laughs> we knew who to ask. <laughs> I don't think I qualify for that. Like, I'm, not, I'm not very good at jokes. I, I don't know if you know this. I think you did all right. No, no, no. It's just puns. That's all I got here. All right. So I got... I'm, I'm, okay, I'm, one more thing about puns. Okay. So I'm learning Japanese, right? And uh, my wife is Japanese, so I try to practice I practice with her when I'm at home, but she's really brutal. Like, if I mess up, she's like, I don't understand. You did it wrong. I don't understand. Try, like, try harder. Uh-huh. Like, okay. Sounds like Heroku. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm like, like, okay. So what I do to practice is I think about puns all the time. Uh. So all I'm doing all day is like thinking about I'm thinking about puns and then I try it and then she'll either say like I don't understand or she'll do this she'll do this face that's like uh, and uh, then you know you nailed it. Yeah, and then I know I nailed it. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So I'm like, yes. I win. Check. Got one. You win and everyone else loses. <laughs> exactly. Good thing you wifed her. Can't get away. <laughs> I didn't know that was a verb. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite verb. I'm super You're into locked it. in now. <laughs> Did you mean Mary? <laughs> you know what I meant. Aaron Patterson, damn you. Uh, well, thank you for having me on. Oh, it's a pleasure. It. it always is. Both times. I hope I didn't ruin this, this one-year anniversary podcast. <laughs> well, like, we can always record with somebody else and pretend it happened on the anniversary. Well, I probably said, hopefully I said enough words that you can stitch together something that's useful. That's right. We can, we can go back. Fix, fix it in post. That's right. We'll fix it in post. We'll go back to you misinterpreting my art direction commands and <laughs> shouting them back at me. <laughs> If all else fails. <laughs> uh, no, but really, thanks for coming by. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you very much. Thank and you good for luck, having me. Yeah, and good luck on your keynote tomorrow. Oh, thank you. I should probably finish those slides. Yes, you should. Okay. Uh, if you'd like to access show notes... Are we going to have show notes for this? What the hell would we link to? <laughs> the puns? Maybe maybe we link to stuff. Okay, so if you want to access our goofy show notes for this episode, you can go to thoughtbot.com slash podcast slash 52. Today's podcast was recorded and produced by Chad Pytel and edited by Edward Love. Thanks for listening.